Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week, we're in Versailles, Kentucky with entrepreneur Emily Riddle. Emily and her husband have invested in their small town square by bringing in several new businesses, and in just a year and a half, it has evolved into a vibrant, thriving destination that's attracting young people and most recently attracted Hollywood as the site for a Drew Barrymore movie set. There's lots of great content in this episode that I know you're going to love. So here we go with Emily Riddle. All right. Well, we're here today in downtown Versailles, Kentucky with Emily Riddle. Emily, thanks for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, start out by telling us a little bit about you. You were born and raised a Kentucky girl. Yes. So I was born and raised in Lexington, which is about 15 minutes down the road, not too far away. Um, I went to University of Kentucky for school, so I've literally been in Lexington my entire life. Um, my husband and I just recently moved to Versailles about two years ago, and we love it here. And we recently started a few businesses here in the downtown area. We live right down the street, so it's very convenient. <laughs> I love it. What's the adjustment been like to small town life? It's very different. Definitely just getting used to not being able to go to the grocery store without seeing 10 people you know. Everybody knows your business, even if it's not the correct information. Yeah. <laughs> like when we were starting this business, it was amazing how many different rumors were started about what the business was. Like we were putting in a Jimmy John's at one point, a sandwich <laughs> shop. People still walk in and we're like, where are the sandwiches? And we we're like, we were never a sandwich shop. <laughs> but it's just hilarious how the small town, you know, rumors get started and everybody knows everything about everyone. So yeah. it's definitely an adjustment from a bigger city like Lexington. Yeah. Well, what got you started as an entrepreneur? I feel like I've kind of been an entrepreneur my whole life. Like when I was little, I loved setting up stands on the side of the road, lemonade stands or whatever it may be. I was always, you know, playing some kind of business, whether it be like uh, I used to set up like a little diner in my basement in my playroom. So I always loved... Um, all the different aspects of business. And when I was in college, I worked part-time at a vintage store in Lexington. So that really kind of got me back into loving the retail world. Um, and they really let me take a lot of ownership when I was working there. I got to do inventory and go shopping for the store and do all kinds of things behind the scenes. So I really learned about the business a lot um, while I was there and kind of just soaked all of that up. And started my own part-time thing in college, Miss Molly Vintage, which was just a little booth at an antique store where I was buying and selling things part-time and kind of just evolved from there into what we have now. Yeah. So you built up the Miss Molly Vintage brand. Yeah. What did that look like? Well, it was, I feel like it was right at the beginning of like Instagram and social media when I was doing that. So everyone was learning how to do a business on social media then. And I used to literally post every single thing in my booth, like in a separate Instagram post, which is totally not what you do anymore. <laughs> but I was selling things through that. Um, and I was selling things on Facebook. And I eventually started sharing like more personal things like home decor and my home life. And especially when we moved to Versailles and bought our home and renovated it, people really caught on to that. And that's when my following started to grow a lot. 
Um, so I already had a pretty good following when we bought the Amsden building and started renovating that and people loved following that as well. So that really helped us, especially like with our grand opening, because people were already like super excited about it and been following the process from the beginning. So I love that. Yeah. Well, at some point then you kind of decided you maybe need to rebrand yeah. Miss Molly Vintage. Yes. So how did that all go? Well, first of all, everyone thought my name was Molly and that would drive me crazy. <laughs> it was named after, I just came up with the name on a whim. I was in college. I just needed a name for this booth. It was named after our family dog, Molly, who we had for 18 years. Um, so it wasn't my name and I wasn't doing strictly vintage anymore. The brand had really developed. I was doing decorating and I had different services involved. Um, and I still do vintage in my store, but I have a lot of new stuff mixed in as well. So I just wanted a brand that kind of encompassed everything I was doing a little bit better and didn't have the name Molly in it. <laughs> so people <laughs> would maybe remember my name. Um, so gathered living was the new brand that we came up with. And then, um, my shop is gathered mercantile. So it all kinds of fits together a little bit better. Yeah, I love it. So when did the Amsden actually come into the picture? Um, about a year after we moved to Versailles, this building has actually been for sale like before we even moved to downtown. And we noticed it and we thought it was so cool, but we had no experience in commercial real estate, no experience in running, you know, a business downtown. But um, one day the price was slashed in half. We don't, I mean, I think the people, the person who owned it was just like unloading their real estate. Um, so we looked at it with really no plan. I knew in the back of my head, we both knew that I wanted to have a shop eventually of my own. Um, but it was way too big for just that. <laughs> so we looked at it and we put it in an offer without really having a plan of what we were going to do with it. Just because we were like, this is too good to pass up the location, um, right on the corner by the courthouse. And it's a beautiful building. And we'll never find another building for this price. Um, so we made an offer. We got the building. And then we just started renovating it. Um, we asked ourselves, what do we want in downtown Versailles that we don't have? And what would be fun to have that would bring young people here, give them something to do? And we thought a coffee shop would be the first thing. So we we run the coffee shop and we own the coffee shop and we run the mercantile space. Um, and we kind of wanted to make them connected so people could flow in and out. Um, and then as far as the other tenants, we have a bourbon bar, um, a yoga studio and a photography studio. So we kind of just searched out local businesses that needed a space. And those just came, basically just came to us, um, looking wow. for a spot. So it, it worked out really well. The bourbon bar we had to work on a little bit. One of the owners is actually our, was our contractor and we convinced him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to do it for a while. And we kept pushing him. We were like, we need a bourbon bar and we don't want to do it. So someone <laughs> has to do it. But, um, he got some buddies to go in on it with him and they're, they love it now. So they're really happy. That's so. great. And you're right on the, are yeah. you right on the Kentucky bourbon trail? Yes. Yeah. So that's I mean, perfect. it was a shame that there wasn't already a bourbon bar right here because people travel through here when they're on the bourbon tours and they need somewhere to stop. So it's perfect. Really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So are all the spaces in the building full now? They are. We're in my husband's office, which is the only space that's not you know, occupied by a separate business. Um, but we really just needed a storage room. Having an old building, you don't really have closets or anything. So, and the way that we opened everything up 
So we had to take one of the spaces for ourselves, but everything <laughs> else is leased. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Well, tell us kind of your vision behind this. It was really to bring life yes. to this town and yeah. encourage young people to come. Yeah. We wanted to bring people, young people, not just that already live in for sales, but people, we want to make it a destination for people all around Kentucky to come to and hopefully eventually more than just Kentucky. Yeah. But we knew that we were kind of putting ourselves out there on an island when we first started because there was nothing else like this down here. Um, there are businesses down here that have been here for years, but really nothing new and hip. And so we really took a chance. But since then, thanks to my husband, a lot of other things have kind of joined in on this Court Street area. So he's, we've bought more buildings with different partners and more build businesses have come. Um, so we're trying to make the whole Court Street area like the cool place to be, hopefully. And eventually I would love it if like we had um, people could carry drinks and, you know, walk around and have a little green space out there maybe. I'm all about taking up parking for green space. I do not <laughs> care about. We have plenty of parking. <laughs> that was another thing, the issue as far as living in a small town. Um, the parking issue, people are very worried about that in downtown areas. Whereas my husband and I are like, let's make downtown walkable. Like it's totally doable and we're probably spoiled because we can walk here from our house. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just different viewpoints as far as that goes, but yeah, it's been interesting. Well, and I love that you have been really creative with creating events that yeah. attract young people or that are going to draw people right. here and you've been creative about that. So talk a little bit about some of the things you've done. Um, we've done a lot of different events and it's so important because you just always have to stay on top of it and be doing something new or people will forget about you and there's no reason for them to come anymore. So we always are trying to do different events. We do a Galentine's Day party every year that is super successful. Um, just like a sip and shop thing. We had a braid bar and a makeup bar this year, and we do free yoga classes and special Valentine's drinks. Um, anytime there's a holiday, we try to do some kind of cute drink. So we did like an Easter hot chocolate with a peep on top. Um, we did an ice cream social back to school for little kids where we had like a big ice cream bar with different toppings and crafts and things. Um, we always do a Christmas open house, um, for our anniversary now. And in the summer, we do a lot of like pop-up markets for local vendors and have a food truck. And those were really fun. And another event that we did was a rummage sale where we all, all my vendors and vendor friends came and brought like, it was basically a joint garage sale of all our things. And people loved that because it was like a curated garage sale. <laughs> um, so we're definitely going to keep doing that as well. But we try to, you know, mix it up and always do new and different events and the good thing about a small town is we can shut down the, our little court street whenever we want to and just, you know, shut down traffic and have these fun events that kind of spill out into the parking lot. And it's really fun. Yeah. Cause you have this amazing town square. Yeah. yeah it's really it's cool. great. Yeah. That was one of the reasons we wanted to buy this building is because, um, a few of these buildings they had talked about at some points knocking down and making parking and we felt so strongly about keeping the town square intact because it's so unique and not mm -hmm. many towns have that yeah I love it so what's the response been it's been great um we've been overwhelmed um 
especially when we first opened, the first few months were crazy. Um, I had no idea if anyone was going to come the first day. Um, The first, of course, we opened at 7 a.m., the coffee shop, so it was early in the first couple hours. You know, there was just a few people, and then 9, 10 a.m. hit, and there was a line out the door the rest of the day. And it was like that for all November. We opened in late November, so the rest of November, all of December, it was just crazy. And, you know, we definitely have to work at it a little bit more now that we're not the new, you know, brand new Uh thing. But still, when we have events and do big things, um, people are still coming out. Um, Our sales continue to grow every month. I really try to stay on top of it and like push our sales goals. So we're really growing and I'm really proud of how how good we've been doing so far. And I think the other businesses moving into Court Street have really helped us too because it's just so fun to come down here. We came down here a couple Sundays ago when it was pretty out and there was just people everywhere going to the pizza place. There's a new gelato shop that just opened and they were just walking around and visiting all the locations, which is really was our goal from the beginning is to give people all these fun places to go to and be able to walk to. Well, and I love that you're just probably a year and a half in. Yeah. And that's already happening. Your vision is really coming to life. (laughs) Thankfully those, we took a long time, I feel like to get open because we had such a big renovation, but the other businesses have been able to open a little bit quicker, which is nice. We haven't had to wait on them so long. That's great. Well, and just recently, this was part of a movie set with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. That was another thing that helped our, you know, traffic and getting people excited again, because People were so excited about that. I I didn't realize what a big deal it was going to be. But a location scout just happened in one day. I didn't think it was for real. I thought it was just like a local small movie or something. Uh But I had my husband, he left a note, and I had my husband call him, and he was like, this is for real. This is a movie with Drew Barrymore and the producers, the Gilmore Girls producer. Like, um, So... They were looking at several different places in Versailles and in Midway, which is another small town in Woodford County. And we didn't know if they were going to choose us. We went back and forth for like two months, couldn't say anything to anybody. And finally they said, we chose you. And we were so excited. And then it was like a week later that they were coming. Um, Oh my goodness. But thankfully they did, they took care of everything. They literally packed up my entire store, moved it out, stored it somewhere off site, brought their stuff in and they were really, they were here for about four days, but they were only filming for one day. Um, and it was very tight security. Like I tried to wander down here, walk through and no, they weren't allowing that. (laughs) They stopped me at the, they had people at every corner telling you can't take pictures or videos. Um, and you can't go inside their little perimeter. Even if you own the building, they didn't care. So, wow. So I guess when asked if I got to meet her, I did not. Okay. (laughs) You'll just see it in the movie. But I heard she posted that she was in character for like six months leading up to this. Like she took it very seriously. So I don't even know if she would have like talked like a normal person or anything. She was um, playing two people in the movie. Like, so she was in very serious character mode um, doing like method acting or whatever you call it. So, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you often blog and post about your renovation and fixer-upper projects, mm-hmm. and that has led to you now offering decorating and design services. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, when we did our home renovation, I got so many people asking about helping them with decorating right after that, just seeing how I did my house. Um, 
And I had always shared my home decor even before that at our old house, my Christmas decorating and things like that. So I was starting right around November, December. I would decide just to try it. So I decided to just come up with some decorating packages for Christmas. And I got a ton of people that signed up for that. And so many of those people have turned into regular clients just from the Christmas decorating that I still work with today. So it kind of just spiraled from there. And for a while, I didn't even advertise it that much because I was so busy. Like I just had referrals coming from former clients and I didn't need to advertise. Like it was all word of mouth. Um, and now I've decided to just like go for it and take on even more. I've got an assistant now so I can really do even more than I could before. Um, so I'm really focusing on that a lot more now. I really enjoy it now that we've got the store up and running and don't have to be here every day. Um, and I don't have a degree in it. People ask that all the time. I'm not an interior designer per se. I say I'm a decorator because (laughs) I think you have to have a, you know, special, um, degree or, um, certification to be an interior designer. But, um, I do, I feel like I study it, like I love it and I love to learn about it. And I think the benefit of me not being so professional and certified is that I'm more laid back and willing to, you know, be more open with people. Like I will totally work within their budget. I don't put the pressure on them to do anything they don't want to do. I give my suggestions, but um, if they don't want to do curtains in a room and just like their window without curtains, I'm okay with that. We'll figure it out or whatever their budget is. I'm willing to work with it. So I, I feel like it's a unique service because it's very flexible. Um, and it's very unique to whatever the client needs. So I tried to make something that's, and I'm willing to do small projects too. Like we don't have to be redecorating a room from scratch. If they just need to help rearranging a shelf or rearranging furniture, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to help them just hang pictures. So, um, just being open to all those different, um, aspects of the decorating world that sometimes there's just no one to do those little projects for people. So I, I thrive on that aspect of the business. So I try to push that part, um, that I'm open to doing those little projects for people. That's great. And you also have, um, I saw on your website, the Gather Living Decorating Club. Yeah. So that's something I just started this year. That was one of my late night ideas <laughs> when I, I just had a baby. So whenever I was feeding him in the middle of the night, I would just like, my mind was going nuts with all these ideas. And I started taking notes on my phone while I was doing that. That was one of my ideas just because I had a lot of people that weren't necessarily my regular clients that were interested in decorating and had like very small questions or projects that they had help with. So what it is is a monthly subscription and they get half an hour of e-design per month. So that really helps them just have like a question and answer time or they can send me photos of something they need help with. Um, and I just write them back with what I would do, examples, shopping links, whatever they need to help them. And it kind of just helps you keep up with your home decor because you always have someone you know, to kind of help you with those little projects or questions that you get stuck on. And then we also have, um, monthly shopping parties at local decor shops, or, um, we're going to do one at a garden center for spring and do little, you know, workshops there where they teach you something about decorating, whether it be how to do a planter or 
um, how to style a bookshelf or something, and they get special discounts when they come to the shopping party too. So there's a lot of different aspects of the decorating club, but I hope to kind of evolve it as we go and keep adding new things. Um, and they also get, you know, special discounts on all my workshops here at the Amsden, um, and first access to those and events and things like that. So, but the main part of it is the e-design that you get designated e-design every month, which is good for people who can't necessarily necessarily afford um full-on design services but they just need a little bit of help so it helps them be able to do that and it's also just a fun time for me to gather with people that are interested in decor and meet some of my followers and meet some of my clients regularly that's very fun yeah well, you mentioned you're a new mom. Yes. <laughs> so on top of all this other stuff, now that's a part of your life. Yeah. How have you adjusted? Um, I feel like I'm still adjusting. It was definitely hard at the beginning just realizing I did not realize I had babysat my whole life and, you know, but I did not realize how much time it takes <laughs> um, and how different your life is but it's it's wonderful but it definitely was a challenge at first not being able to just you know walk out the door and go down to the store when there was an emergency or I needed to do something like I have to pack up the baby now but um we do just bring him with us a lot of the times we don't have full-time care um but I'm still trying to work full-time so he just comes with us and thankfully my husband recently um last year had taken a job where he's able to work from home more and I do not know what I would have done if he hadn't done that because he's more flexible and sometimes he can take him with him as well if he's not in going to a super important meeting if he knows that the people won't mind I take him with me decorating sometimes my clients love to see him though he's like a famous insta baby my husband <laughs> says everybody wants to meet him so that's good for now I don't know if that will stick as he gets older but yeah he's just been on the go and he's really a laid-back baby so that's good that he I think it's good for him that he'll get all these like, different experiences and just learn to be content and you know kind of play wherever he is and entertain himself that's how I was when I was little my both of my parents worked full-time and I often had to go with them different places and I just learned how to entertain myself um yeah that's great (laughs) well what would you say is the best part about being a small town entrepreneur and being part of a community like Versailles it's I would say it's just very rewarding to see because you get to see the benefits of all your hard work when people come here and enjoy it and compliment your space. Um, I love to be here and be able to hear, you know, directly from the customer and meet new people. It's amazing how many people come through here because we're kind of close to the airport and Keeneland being right down the road. Um, we get people from all over the world during the racing season. So, I love meeting the new people and I also love seeing, you know, just the people of Versailles out and about in downtown. A lot of people still don't know that we're here that live in Versailles because a lot of people never come downtown. So um, it's just rewarding seeing people come back downtown for the first time and realize that there's so much more here now um, and that they can spend their time down here and enjoy it. And just seeing families out and about in downtown. I really love that because the way that we're set up on this little court and we have a park right behind the courthouse down um, this hill back here, 
it's just set up so well for families just, you know, to hang out and love seeing everyone out and about on the weekends. And this is going to be a really fun summer because I feel like we already have everything up and going at this point on this Court Street area that we've been waiting on. So I'm just really excited to see it. And I have a lot of plans already for new events and things this summer. So I love it. I can't wait to follow along and see it all. So through all of your different business ventures and stuff like that, what are some of the things that you've learned along the way that might be of help to someone who might have a similar dream or maybe is just starting out on that path? Um, I would say just to go for it and figure out a way to make it happen. My husband and I do not have a lot of money. I think that's a common misconception. I mean, you would just assume that if you're buying buildings that you have a lot of money, but we had partners in all of our real estate that helped us because we could not do it on our own. Thankfully, we have we found great partners in the Amston that were like, we don't care what you do. We trust your vision. Like, do whatever you want. We just want to be a part of, you know, the business side. We want to be a part of the building. We want to be part owners. So that was wonderful because we didn't have to check in with them about anything. Um, and they've been awesome. And they were just friends of my husband's from college. Um, and... There's just ways that, I mean, we had to take out a loan. There's just ways that you can make it happen, but it is worth it. Um, So I would say just to go for it. Don't let the monetary aspect hold you back. Don't let the aspect of not having a certain degree hold you back. Um, My husband and I both aren't necessarily using what we went to college for. I went to college for art education. I thought I was going to be a teacher, but that all changed once you get out there into the working world and you know, really find your passion, it may all change. That's not a big deal. Like, don't let any of that hold you back It would be my message to people. Also, like, you're going to get bad feedback every now and then, and I'm really bad about letting that bother me. Um, every little negative review we've ever gotten sticks with me, but you have to just know that some people are just mean. <laughs> some people are just going to be negative no matter what but you have to just hold on to the people that make it worth it that are supportive and that continue to support you and don't let the negativity get you down use it and to improve but don't let it hold you back or get you down that's great well you mentioned a few things but what is next for you and your businesses yeah um well we want to buy more buildings eventually. We're in particular looking at one on the Court Street area, I will just say. (laughs) My husband wants to own a hotel or open a hotel. I shouldn't say own a hotel. He thinks we need a hotel next. um, And he wants it to be a hotel distillery combo to kind of work with the bourbon trail. We just got a Holiday Inn in Versailles out on the bypass, but we don't have any kind of boutique hotel downtown. Um, So if we want people to come here, we need something like that. So I agree with him. I think he's right. And I think it'd be super fun to design a hotel and work on that. So that's the next project we're kind of working on behind the scenes. Um, But as far as the Amsden, we're going to continue having fun events and doing new things and expanding as much as we can and doing Um, This summer, I really want to do outdoor movie nights out here in the parking lot um, and kind of make that a regular thing for just families to come out and enjoy everything we have on Court Street. We do block parties in the summer, too. The Bourbon Bar really heads those up. But yeah, just 
doing those fun events and hopefully a hotel in the future. <laughs> I think that's a great idea because I had that issue. I'm right. like, where do I stay? Yeah. So that's perfect. Yeah. And we want to make it the coolest hotel around. So I have no <laughs> doubt it'll be amazing. <laughs> well, and tell people too why this is a great destination because beyond just the downtown, mm-hmm. there's a lot around right. here. Well, we really are in a perfect spot. We're 15 minutes from Lexington, 10 minutes from Frankfurt, which is the capital of Kentucky, and we're 45 minutes from Louisville. Um, So we're in a great location. We're right next to Keeneland, which attracts so many people close to the airport. And it's just like, where can you get that little small town vibe that close to so many great cities? Um, It's very unique. So, And we have the beautiful horse farms all around. You can drive in any direction and see beautiful horse farms. So um, it's definitely a great location in the spring to just go out and drive around too. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Well, how can we follow along and keep up with everything you have going on? My blog is the main place to follow along. GatheredKY.com is my website and my blog is on there and all my social media is leaked from there. So Gathered Living on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I share updates always on there and I think that's it social media and the blog yeah yeah and you can find links to the Amston yes you can find links to everything on all of those places um the Amston has a website too but I really update my blog and things as far as events um on my website as well so okay great yeah well thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much for having me Well, I love Emily's creativity and all the ideas she's been able to bring to life in Versailles in just a short amount of time, and I can't wait to see what's next. We have links to everything in the show notes, so be sure to go check those out. And if you're someone like Emily with dreams for your small business and are ready to put those dreams into action, join us for the Rural Revival Mastermind in Pahuska, Oklahoma, May 12th through 15th. We're bringing together a community of rural entrepreneurs ready to drive big results and impact their business and lives. And I hope you can join us. You can find all the details at ruralrevival.co slash mastermind. Thanks again to Emily for being on the podcast. And thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.